Hi, my name is Moshe Kindler, and I'm the publisher of The Jewish Link. Hi, this is Elizabeth Kratz. I'm editor of The Jewish Link. And you're on The Jewish Link Pitch Meeting Podcast. Thank you for being with us on The Jewish Link Pitch Meeting Podcast today. This is really exciting because this is a real pitch meeting, which is what we do at The Jewish Link when we are have an article that's in development. So thank you for being with us, Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax, Dean of Sinai Schools, and Judy Karp, Associate Dean of Sinai Schools. Thank so you. really glad you're here. Thank you. So why don't you tell us a little bit, I know the topic is Ma'or High School, uh, but could you perhaps either one of you start and tell us a little bit about what brought you here today and why this time, this specific, like at the moment this podcast is hitting, why this podcast is relevant to our readers. Yeah, I, I would start by saying that, you know, Sinai has been around for 40 years, and thank God we have grown and been able to impact the lives of thousands of students. Um, but sometimes when people think about Sinai, they think about Sinai um, in, in relation to the experience that they have had. Their neighbor's son went to Sinai, and he has this kind of disability, or my niece went to Sinai and she has this type of profile. Um, and it is often that we find that people don't appreciate the breadth of what we do. And specifically, um, our Ma'or High School, which is at the Kushner Yeshiva High School in Livingston, um, is a high school that we've had for about 20 years that I think sometimes is, um, you know, falls through the cracks. People don't know that we're there and that the resources are there. And the truth is that it's a, a real gem in our community. Um, specifically, when we're talking about, um, there's, there's been discussion in our community for years, and increasingly so, about uh, high school acceptances, about the process, about potentially not being enough room in Bergen County or surrounding areas um, in the high schools that exist. And those students that sometimes, unfortunately, are those who kind of get left behind are those students who are may not be the strongest students. Um, and we want people to know that there's a really great option um, for so many of these students uh, in our in our school. So that's, right. that's, that's the word we're trying to get out. Right. And we're, we're hoping that, um, that people will learn to appreciate what it is that we have to offer there. Right. So Ma'or High School at Kushner is a, like all of the Sinai schools, like all of the eight Sinai schools, is a high school within a high school or a school within a school. Yes. And uh, what is being done at my, or specifically, I understand that these are college bound students, people who are heading to their year in Israel, for example, they're maybe going to serve in the IDF They're They've, they've got, you know, plans. They're, they're serious students, but they may struggle in one or another way. Can you share maybe some of those kinds of struggles? Sure. So some of our students um, may have academic struggles, students with specific learning disabilities. We also have students who may need some support socially, emotionally, um, certainly organization, what we call executive function. Mm -hmm. And a big part of going to high school is really finding who you are and figuring out how to get what you need in a socially appropriate way. Right. So teaching our um, young people to self-advocate, to become more independent at getting what they need 
and being able to approach key players like teachers um, when they need something done differently, they need an extension for a, a deadline, for example. So really looking at kind of fine tuning the skills that students need to help them be successful in a professional career someday. Okay. So, so that's, that's really interesting. It's a, it's a probably a very common experience where someone excels in perhaps English or science or math. I know I have like a top science kid in my, in my house, but he or she, I'm not going to say who it is, may struggle in a couple of other ways, like a top math, top science. But would that be an option where there might be um, in school opportunities for for therapy during during the the high school day is that built into the or curriculum so both of what both of the needs you're describing fit into a or day okay because the students who's high level math could conceivably be in a math class with kushner kids right we've had kids in very high level classes, award-winning kids in some of these situations. But at the same time, they may need those executive function organizational skills, which can be built in to the classes that they have at Ma'or, or may they may need something like extra language to work on pragmatic or self-advocacy skills that could be built into the or day as well, the students day. Right. So I guess one of the one of the obvious questions, I guess we would say, about how this really is a model for success for getting a child of age fourteen or fifteen to be on the track to head to college. But I guess the obvious <laughs> obvious questions is why don't more of our students in Bergen County know about it right away? And how can we help you, I guess? Because we we know that the students <laughs> coming out of Kushner do, a, do great things, all of them. So can you, I guess, can you talk about what you're trying to do maybe to get the word out? Sure. I, I think that the reason why not so many people know about it is because people, it's it's human nature for us to want our kids to just be going along the same route and the same trajectory as their peers. And so if everybody else that my kid hangs out with is going to school X, I want my child to go to school X as well. And the truth is that all of our schools in the Bergen County community and certainly in larger tri-state area have been doing more and more year after year to provide uh, support for children who need different kinds of support. And so they're catching kids and really serving well kids that they had it certainly, you know, a decade or two ago, but even five, four, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are doing a better job at that. But there are still children whose needs are significant, whether their their academic gap is so wide, um, whether the executive functioning, like Judy mentioned before, is really um, such a significant challenge. Um, so, you know, what we're offering is a really um, individualized mm-hmm. instruction. And sometimes when we use the word individualized and we're talking about special education, people are thinking, you'll pardon me, but, you know, dumbed down or they're thinking watered down. 
um, or it's too small of a group. My kid's not going to have a rich experience, you know, academically and or socially. Um, when we you use the word individualized, it actually means the opposite. It means we're thinking about the whole child, about all that impacts um, them, not just academically, but socially, emotionally, spiritually, and making sure that what we're offering this child is something that will help them, you know, strive and continue to 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 grow um, in, in each of those areas. And so we we have children um, who. Not we have children. I would say the vast majority of our students at Ma'or are students who are are academically capable and who are driven. Um, and when they graduate from Ma'or, take very similar paths to their peers. They are going to gap year progr- programs, yeshivot and seminaries in Israel for a year or two or more. We have uh, we have students who um, who have uh, enlisted in Sahal, and some who are there um, right now. Um, we have uh, students to, who then come back and go to to college, and so it, it's a it's a um, it, it's a program that really gets you set up in a very similar way that the other schools do. But in my opinion, if you spend four years in a in a school like ours, you're coming out with skills. You're coming out with confidence. You know, you're not always trying to catch up and be part of a school program that doesn't really fit you. Um, and perhaps more importantly than all of that, it's like a real understanding of who I am as a learner. Mm-hmm. And you know some of the things that Judy mentioned before, advocating um, and, um, and appreciating my own challenges and strengths. And what do I do with that? And where do I go? And so when our kids leave, there's, there's a sense of confidence in themselves and in their, their, their plan going forward. That's amazing. It sounds like it's it's um it's it's more support than a resource room environment in a high school um with a lot of indi- individualized support and also with but i guess also with making sure that every part of the day uh is covered whether it's davening or tefila or um i don't know lamude kodesh in addition to the secular subjects all of them are sort of scrutinized by your team as you as a child enters. And oh, another question I wanted to ask at the same time: um, Do you have students who come in only in ninth grade, or do you also accept transfer students at tenth grade or later? We do accept transfer students later on. Certainly, um, I wanted to say that I think it's important also to recognize that one of the beauties and strengths of this program has to do with the integration with Kushner. Right. And what a fabulous partner school Kushner has always been to Sinai and continues to be. So for a Ma'or student from ninth grade, day one, when they have icebreakers at orientation, the Ma'or students are part of those icebreakers with the Kushner kids. Right. When there's a Shabbaton, when there are teams, when there are plays, sports, clubs, all of those things, opportunities right. are available to the Ma'or students. And that gives them a chance socially to integrate with the Kushner kids as right. well. Yeah. yeah, you know, I actually would just add on that. One of my favorite stories um, is that our first year of Ma'or at Kushner, I had the privilege of 
directing the school at the time. Mm. And, uh, and two, three weeks into the school year, one of the Kushner administrators, Davida Stathauer, came over to me and said, is that the guy I could use for you? Is news back understand the schedule better, I don't know, whatever it was, being very sweet and supportive. Any surprises? So I, I said to her, I, I'm actually so forward because I was expecting, you know, with the new kids on the block here, and our kids, you know, are in diff- different classes for some of their classes. Um, they're new to the school building. And I figured that it would just, it would be, not that there would be bullying class of but that it would be, you know, awkward. And it's so not, the kids are so integrated and, and welcomed and embraced and right. such warmth. And I'm just, I'm just surprised. And she said to me without skipping a beat, she said, oh, I'm not surprised at all because I don't know the percentage, 90, 95% of the kids in Kushner High School grew up in Kushner Elementary and Middle School with Sinai by their side. Right. And there's a sense of sensitivity and warmth and inclusion. And there are lots of different kinds of people who need, need different things in different classes. And it just, it just is. Yeah. And so Beautiful. now you have kids in the high school who have grown up in that wonderful you know, type of school community. Right. That, that it's just it was just so natural for our kids to be there, and, and our kids do really do feel like that. We have kids who are the captains of the wrestling team, right? Who are the stars right. of the play, who, you know, who, who give back and participate in the uh, larger school community in so many ways. It really is seamless. Right. That's amazing. It it actually starts. To, it surprises me that it took me ten minutes to get to this point where we have to talk about what is great about Sinai itself and why the kids who are not in Sinai, but who are a student in a partner school, why they benefit from Sinai's existence. And I know last year, this was a very uh, highlighted point at last year's dinner. Um, uh, Maybe you can share a little bit about that experience and just how powerful it is. It it actually gives me chills thinking about it. Right. So it starts at the top with Rabbi Rubin, it trickles down through all of his principles. And it is remarkable how the principles I work, you know, with Rabbi Sorolowitz in the lower school, who just, as soon as he's ordering t-shirts for Lagba Omer or something, we get an email the same day saying, what sizes are your kids? What grades? What colors? They think of our kids as part of their school, which... You can't teach that. Either you feel that, you could teach it, but... They, it's better they, if it's already it's there. It's better if it's natural. <laughs> right. And for the Kushner administrative team, Howard Plotzker, I mean, we've just been such an integral part of so many. I went to Poland with the Kushner 12th graders a number of years ago. We had uh, more kids who were going. We had more parents who were going, and nobody said, you sit here, you sit here. It was just we were all part of the same experience right. in a very natural, beautiful way. Right. And and I, I would just add to that, that it's really is a symbiotic relationship. I think that from the outside, people might assume that we are the Sinai, our, our, our staff, our students are the recipients of all that. Kushner at every one of our partner schools is affording in terms of our opportunities for us. But the truth is we try very hard um, to, to be giving back and that 
there are many ways that we are um, supportive of our partner schools where we collaborate, where we talk curriculum, where we um, offer uh, professional development to them, um, where even sometimes some of their students come to our classes when there's a specific need. Um, and so it really is, you know, really one integrated family. Mm-hmm. And you, I know you mentioned the wrestling team, which I remember also uh, there, was, there are some top performers on the wrestling team who happen to be in or I think also basketball, maybe chess. Uh, chess recently, I think we just printed this coming week uh, uh, or it will come out later, but um, a like chess just Kushner just wins everything in chess this year. So they're doing really, really well. Um, But the excitement of being a high school student, like a Maor student isn't giving up anything by being at Kushner in in the high school experience. They're inside it. And also maybe we should mention because uh, Jill Kirsch is my close colleague and I, Mm -hmm. you know, if I don't get 40 texts and emails from her once a day, I wonder, like I have to call and say what's wrong. Uh, But Rabbi Richard Kirsch, who runs, he's, he runs a number of things at Kushner, but I, I believe he's also head of the Israel Advocacy Committee. So he's the one taking everyone to Washington. He's the one heading off to, you know, APAC's policy conferences or various things. And I, 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 I believe the experience of a Maor student who is able to attend a conference like, like APAC, they could, they can be there with Rabbi Kirsch. And Rabbi Kirsch is, is excited to welcome them and and wants them there as right. well. So they're not give. There's no downside of of uh, of a or day inside Kushner because they're inside Kushner, right? Exactly. That's great. That's great to hear. Okay, so I know. Let's talk about the hard question. Education with for people with special needs may have different costs. Can we discuss <laughs> that? Is that okay? Uh, for sure. Let's <laughs> talk about it. Um, really, it, it is more, it's no surprise that tuition is certainly more expensive, but we've been able to uh, create a model where um, our our parents are not being burdened by that high cost of tuition through fundraising and other um, creative ways. And so, you know, we, we, have, we have families who are really on all points of the spectrum of the kind of socioeconomic uh, spectrum. Right. Um, and we have, um, we have, we have some kids who are coming from families where the, you know, there might be, you know, a single mom who's holding out three jobs and, you know, and five other kids and that child can come to our school um, despite the fact that it is more expensive because we've been able to, um, to, to create this infrastructure. So, great. you know, I'm glad that you asked because right. oftentimes I'm, I think less so over the years, but certainly, you know, we heard a lot. People were saying, I can't call signing because like, how am I going to be able to do that? Right. The cost just seemed, yeah. just the, knowing that there would be a cost right. higher than yeshiva. Yeah. Rather than hard enough time with right. yeshiva tuition, you know. So I, I think we, we're hearing it less and less because I think the board is getting out right now. We work with families and make it affordable. Um, but but that's an, I'm glad they brought it up. It's an important point. People shouldn't hesitate because of that. Right. Okay. So like, I mean, the, there are so many things that get a child to success. And so I guess with, with a situation in place, like Maor at Kushner, and then with the, 
the backbone support system of Sinai generally, which I know between Sam Fishman and Ariel uh, and Abigail and all the staff who are who are pulling together and messaging the community about what Sinai is and what it does. Uh, the funding and fundraising is, is a, I think a priority for the community anyway, certainly in Bergen County. And also now as it goes, as you've expanded to Riverdale and Queens um, in, in Livingston and West Orange as well, because you've been there for 20 years. Was it one of the, first partner schools? Well, it was our first response. The elementary school. Over 40 years ago, we partnered with the Hebrew Youth Academy okay. and became right. the Kushner, uh, Christian School Joseph Kushner Group. So it goes way back, right? And then, and so the support that a Sinai contributor gives during the course of their year, um, it is, can it be uh, can it be earmarked? Is there are there scholarships for the high school specifically? Are there any kinds of I, I don't know scholarship funds that we can talk about? Um, yes, we have, there are a number of scholarship funds. I don't want to leave any any out. Oh, okay. But come to our website at sinaischools.org and easily see um, the different funds that are available. And yes, it can be earmarked towards a specific towards uh, a specific school. Right, and I know just just as a you know, just as a, a timestamp on this podcast, because people could be listening to this in a year or two years. Um, this year, you did not plan an annual dinner for Sinai. So that's 2024. And it's because of the war in Israel, I believe, and because of the, you know, the massive diverted energy, I think that everyone feels that, you know, that they have to be, you know, focusing more on Israel, but it doesn't mean that Sinai doesn't still have to exist. And it means that Sinai still needs to have the same level, if not more, support uh, at home. And Sadaka, of course, does always begin at home. So can you tell me like any kinds of activities you have planned other than this podcast, of course, which I'm sure is going to be very beneficial, but like to get the word out about Sinai in a year when you're not having an annual dinner? Yeah, we're trying through partners um, such as yourself and uh, and others to to help get the word out. Um you know, we're, we'll be sending um, different kinds of communications to the to the community, not just like our you know formal uh, emails, letting people know about uh, the campaign, but trying to give them a little bit of uh, inspiration and, and chizuk um, at the same time, sharing stories of uh, of our alumni or current students, um, and uh, we have students who graduate from us and do like such amazing things. All of our students do amazing things. Right. But, you know, when people's frame of reference is, you know, going to Tzahal or impacting the community in such significant ways, the word that we're trying to get out, we're trying to inspire people um, to, especially in these these times when um, the world is just upside down and our nation is in such pain um, that we are impacting the world and we still need um, the community support. We understand that, and rightfully so, that there's a priority in the community now that more than ever before, be supporting so many causes in Israel. Um, but we can't allow Sinai or, frankly, any of the local organizations to suffer. Right. Um, we, need, we, need, we need to continue that support. Right. I I remember personally. I think one of the first. So I, before I was a writer for the Jewish Link. I was a donor to Sinai Schools. I don't know if you knew that. Before you were, I don't know if you were born and then became a shocker. I know, but I believe I believe the. I mean, 
Sam and Abigail can check their records. But I believe I didn't work for the Jewish Link when I first, you know, wrote that check. And I think it was because, and I think this this speaks to Maor specifically as well. Um, the the story of the Minchenbergs was what brought me in, and my husband. Uh, and what we saw at that time was how can a kid like this not go to day school? He has a he has a Yiddish neshama. Right. He need like it was like inconceivable that this kid could be anywhere else. And it's still like I still like see him around. I still I see his parents, and they don't know me. They don't know who I am. Um, but I'm always like. That's what they're the ones who brought me into signing, yeah, and it's even. And I should say, listening, please <laughs> right. call. She really likes. No, it. it's okay. Also, but but also, I knew you as well. So I would say I I knew you before I worked at the Jewish Link. I think as well. But you know, it, amazing organization. Sinai has to exist. Sinai has to be supported, and Sinai as a resource for parents looking for high schools for their children. It seems like Maor needs to be on their minds. Anything else you want to add? Uh, and websites you want to share about how people can check out Maor High School? Sure. Um, so our website is maorhighschool.org. Um, you could certainly get information from there. Um, our fearless leader, director of uh, Maor is Freya Stone. Her contact information is easily found there. Um, and we'd be happy to, to partner with uh, any parents exploring whether this is the the right place to be clear um you know we don't accept every child to mount war or, or to any of our schools and because we, we're very serious about the commitment that we have to child um and and we want to make sure that the supports that we have in place or perhaps that we can that we can bring to bear um and and create for for this child is in place um so so we are I don't even want to use the word selective. We're very deliberate, thoughtful um, about that process. Um, but I, I would just hope that that people out there would be um, open enough to know that, you know what, even though I want, truth is not all parents feel this way, but many parents, natural feeling to feel like I want my child to go along the same trajectory as other students. Our kids that come to Matwar are all coming from special ed schools. Some are. Some right. are coming from um, from mainstream schools where they got you know, enough support to be able to kind of get through. But now the gap is so wide that high school um, experience would be, typical high school experience would be really great, you know, much too difficult. Hmm. Um, and so I, I, I hope that parents um, will call and have a conversation with us and come take a visit. Right. Tour and yeah. see if this is something that, that might be a good fit for their child. Sounds great. Sounds great. All right. Judy, any last parting words? I hope that through this podcast or the article you have yes. to write, that somewhere there's a child who we can help maximize who they are, mm -hmm. that they don't have to go through a high school experience feeling like the bottom of the class or the lonely kid or the last kid picked for the team, right. that if we help one child through this podcast, then... We've accomplished a lot. Amazing. So thank you for having us. Okay, thank you. I, thank you for being with us today. Appreciate it. Thanks for being with us on the Jewish Link Pitch Meeting Podcast. If you would like to participate or be in touch with us in any way, please email us at editor at jewishlink.news and follow us and find our podcast wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts.